episode number 196 of the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am the author of the books Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on two self-help tools I created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So here we are in the last week of the month in which we are focusing on and practicing courage. And by that, I mean, in case you're new to this podcast, every month we are focusing on practicing one unique way of being. Each month on the first Tuesday, I offer a free virtual community gathering for anyone interested to join together with me in community. And in that gathering, I offer time to reflect upon the past month, where we were, where we got stuck, where we got unstuck, where we lived deliberately, specifically regarding the one word that we were focusing on. And then the second half of the gathering, we prepare ourselves for the next month and the word to come. So this is the last week that we are practicing courage. And if you are interested to join us at the virtual gathering next Tuesday, please be sure you are subscribed to my newsletter so that you can receive all the details. This month has been an amazing month of international courage. The people in the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately Facebook group and those who are following me on Instagram and my private coaching clients have shared endless stories with me regarding their efforts in getting unstuck from fear this month and practicing courage, including one woman who shared inside the Facebook group that she receives a monthly injection But because she was in quarantine, the nurse wouldn't be able to come. And she had to practice being courageous and give the injection to herself. And another woman who shared with me practicing courage in terms of being interviewed on a podcast. And there was a man who shared with us that he practiced being courageous by reaching out to me this month to speak to me about getting coached. And there were lots of people who practiced being courageous by getting their COVID shots And we spoke about Martin Luther King this month, and we even spoke about Amanda Gorman and the courage she displayed when reading her poem at the inauguration of President Biden. So much courage this month. It's been amazing. On a personal front, I also practiced lots of getting unstuck from fear and living deliberately with courage this month, including little things like being courageous with trying new recipes, to bigger things like being courageous to trying to do handstands. Yes, I did that this month, and you can even see those videos in the Facebook group or on Instagram. I also practice courage by offering the first webinar that I've offered in years, and I practiced courage with launching a brand new course. And believe me, all of that took a lot of courage. And of course, the podcast episodes this month having the courage to let others be wrong about you and the courage to let others have opinions about you. 
the courage to make a shift, the courage to say no to New Year's resolutions. And today I'm going to be talking about the courage to be self-expressed. Really all such great stuff. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I do want to mention one more bit of courage that I practiced this month. And if you listened carefully to the intro, you may have already picked up on it. Did you hear how I named the podcast? Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately? Well, that is new. Let me explain. When I started this podcast in May of 2017, I named it Getting Unstuck, which made a lot of sense because it was literally that same month my first book, Getting Unstuck, was awarded the International Book Award in Self-Help. And it just made so much sense that I would name the podcast the same name of my book. And more than that, that was literally the purpose of the podcast, where I shared weekly stories with you of where I found myself getting stuck in my life and how I would walk myself out of those stuck spots using the unstuck method. It was the perfect name for the podcast. But a few years later, I created a second powerful tool called The Clear Way. And this tool was something I started to use equally in my life and in the life of my clients as a way to be mentally prepared for future moments and a way of avoiding getting stuck in the first place. And then suddenly I was like, wait a minute, how can I call the podcast Getting Unstuck if I'm not just getting unstuck anymore? I'm doing way more than that. In other words, my life shifted from a place of having my main goal to just get unstuck to something much bigger. And that's when I started deliberating over a new name for the podcast, and I landed on Living Deliberately. And that's what it's been now for almost a year. And <laughs> there's always an and to a story, right? And what I've also come to realize in the last month or so, specifically with preparing for this webinar and launching this new course, getting unstuck is such a huge, huge part of my work. In fact, that's where every single person who comes to me for coaching begins. They begin from a place of feeling stuck. That's the one word that all of my coaching clients have in common. My coaching clients run the gamut, literally. I was just sharing this with someone the other day and was amazed by how eclectic my clientele has even been in just one year. I worked with a woman who was changing careers midlife and needed to get unstuck from self-doubt. I worked with a woman who has been in the same job for at least 15 years and was working to get unstuck from lack of confidence. I worked with a woman who was working to get unstuck from emotional eating. I worked with a man who was looking to improve his second marriage. I worked with a woman who was looking to reinvent herself and become the authentic person that she wanted to become. I worked with a woman who was getting unstuck from hoarding and wanted to release physical items from her house. And I worked with a teenager, my daughter, on teenage issue stuff. Even though, yes, she wasn't technically a coaching client of mine, every time she would come to me, I would ask her, do you want me to coach you on this? And her answer would always be, yes, please. And so my point is, is that people identify with the word stuck. Everyone knows what it feels like to be stuck. 
And that is the place we all begin, which is why I decided I wanted to re-add that word back into the title of this podcast. And that took a lot of courage. (laughs) It may seem like nothing to you, but believe me, any slight change in branding is a huge thing because it really can affect the people who follow you. And I guess the idea is if you're going to do a rebrand, you should do it as seamlessly as possible so that it doesn't jar people. And so I decided the name of this podcast is going to be called Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately, which really beautifully illustrates where you are when you start this process and where it is that you end up. And that's exactly what this podcast and what my life work is all about. And by the way, I also slightly changed my Instagram handle. In case you're not connected with me there yet, you can find me at unstuck and living deliberately. And one more thing. I promised to get to the subject of this episode, but just one more thing. The process of living deliberately as I see it is a cyclical process that spirals upward. It is not a linear process, and I really want to take a moment to make sure that you all understand this. Living deliberately is not about setting a goal or determining where you want to go, starting on a path, and then walking to the end. It is so not about that. If you watched my webinar, you would have seen the diagram that I displayed, which is more cyclical. To me, the process starts with getting unstuck. And once you're unstuck, then you get clear so you can move forward. And once you're clear and you determine who you are committing to being, then you can create the results that you want to see in your life in that moment or for that day. And you stay in that place of living deliberately until you get stuck again which you will because it's not a linear process. It's cyclical. And when you get stuck, you return to the practice of getting unstuck. And then you get clear again. And then you live deliberately. Again and again. It's a 3D cycle that spirals upwards to show movement or evolution or growth. That's what this work is all about. Okay. So let's get into this episode on the courage to be self-expressed. The reason I wanted to share this topic this week is because it just literally popped up into my life in so many different ways. I just had to share it with you. You know, people ask me all the time, where do I come up with content for my podcast? And the answer is always so easy to respond to. It's just life. Life itself is my practice. Life itself is my game board. Literally every moment in life is an opportunity to either get unstuck from or live deliberately. And so in terms of coming up with content, it's not a matter of, you know, what what am I going to talk about this week as much as it is, what am I going to choose to talk about from all of the stories that I have to share? Okay, so what happened this week? Actually, three things. I have three stories for you this week, and because there are three of them, I'm going to try to keep them brief, but with enough detail so you can appreciate the stories. I'll start with the easiest one. So this year, I decided to hire coaches in my life. Up until now, I've had coaches here and there, but this year, 
I decided I wanted to work consistently with different coaches. I think there's nothing more important when you are a coach than to constantly get coached. I used to say the same thing when I taught yoga. How can I be a good yoga teacher if I am not continually learning? It's the same thing. So I hired a fantastic business coach and I also hired a health nutrition coach and I'm looking to hire one more coach in my life. But the story I want to talk to you about now is about that second coach. So I hired this health slash nutrition coach, not only for me, but for one of my kids who was really serious about getting into shape and losing weight. And so my son and I are practicing this new lifestyle together. I really wanted to do this with him, not only for my sake, but also for his sake that he shouldn't feel alone. And it's really been an awesome journey. We've been meeting with this coach weekly for the past three months or so, and everything's been great up until now. But last week, when we went for our meeting, we found that she was eating her dinner during our session. Now, granted, it was just a small cup of yogurt, but that doesn't really matter. The point was, is that during this professional meeting where I'm paying her to coach us on health and nutrition, she was eating. And in a way that was directly against the way that she was preaching for us to eat. It really bothered me. Like, really. But I didn't say anything at the meeting out of respect and probably also a little bit out of fear of saying the wrong thing and offending her. So I sat with it for a day and consulted with a friend of mine of what my plan was. And she agreed that if done politely, there's no reason that I can't be self-expressed. And so I got unstuck from fear using the unstuck method. And I got clear using the clear way. And by the way, if you are new to this podcast and you have no clue as to what I'm talking about, head over to my website to download my free guide and learn more. Anyway... So I left the coach an audio text message, very kindly, saying that I realized this has never happened before and maybe it was just an anomaly, but that it bothered me and please can you not do this again. Now, maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal to you, but it was a pretty big deal to me because I have the personality that doesn't like to make waves and that it's better not to say anything, and that what happened wasn't really such a big deal. And so the old me wouldn't have said anything. But the Shira, who is committed to living deliberately, does. And so I did. And it actually went totally well. She responded, explaining that because of the lockdown, her schedule was all messed up. And the client's appointments were moved all over the place. And she didn't have a moment to eat dinner. And she apologized. And she wouldn't do it again. Now, do I still have a slight fear that she's going to treat me differently now because I was bold in speaking up? Yes, sometimes. But when that comes up, I just have to get unstuck from it because worrying doesn't help me and it doesn't help anyone. And I'm glad I got unstuck and built up the courage to say something because keeping that inside would have just eaten me up. And this relates to the second story I want to briefly share. And this has to do with one of our neighbors. 
And I say one of our neighbors because we live in a small community and we have lots of neighbors. So I'm going to share a story, not with a lot of details, because I purposefully do not want anyone who is familiar with my community to even have the slightest idea about whom I'm speaking. I literally could be speaking about six to eight different neighbors. And by the way, if you do live in my community and you're listening to this episode and then you later ask me for more details about this story, I'm not going to share them with you because it's none of your business. So I thank you in advance to please not ask me. Okay, so we have a neighbor who apparently has some issues with us. Whether us is me or us is my husband or us is my kids, it doesn't matter. We'll just say this neighbor has some issues with us, and the issues have been building up inside of her over the years. Of course, I didn't know that until recently. And because of her belief that it's more important to not say anything or make waves, you know, like how I expressed who I used to be, she's been harboring these feelings inside and not saying anything. And then recently, someone in my family did something that really was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was this incident that made my neighbor finally let it all out. The truth is that conversation that kind of like blew up, it wasn't even between me and the neighbor. It was between the neighbor and somebody else in my family. I wasn't a part of it. But I became a part of it when I offered to be at the next conversation to kind of move things along. And I became part of it when I started coaching both sides. (laughs) And I somehow found myself as like a mediator, which was actually kind of really cool. The point is, I can't share more details, which I'm really sorry about because it's a good story. But the point is, is that the conversation actually went amazingly well and ended up with hugs and tears of gratitude. And that happened because the neighbor was encouraged by me to be self-expressed. Up until now, my neighbor admitted how much she's been holding on to things for the sake of being a good neighbor and a good friend, but how now she realized how wrong that was this whole time and how much that actually not only hurt us, it really hurt her. And You know, the only reason she did that was because she felt stuck and she didn't have the tools to help move her past that, which is such a shame because this is what it then leads to. But she learned a lesson and she also learned that it's probably best to come to me when she has issues because, well, because as a coach, I do my best to listen mindfully and with compassion and to validate what the person is saying, which is exactly what she felt the other day and why she felt, for the first time, pretty witnessed and seen. The last story I want to share is not such a big deal, but I'll share it anyway. So I just finished reading a book. The book is called The Choice, and it's written by Dr. Edith Eager. Dr. Eager is a psychologist. She's 93 years old. She's still alive today. And she also happens to be a survivor of the Holocaust. And not just the Holocaust, but she's a survivor of Auschwitz, the most hellish of death camps that ever existed. And so I read this book after it was recommended to me by a few people. 
The beginning part of the book is about her early life and her experiences at Auschwitz and the time of her liberation. The second part of the book is about her immigrating to the United States and starting a new life, learning English, getting married and having kids, and then going for her PhD in psychology at the age of 50. Yes, 50. Amazing. And the very last part of the book, she writes about her clients and their stories and her particular philosophy of working with them. And she uses the word choice a lot in her book in terms of recognizing each person's ability to choose their own thoughts and feelings and actions despite what is happening around them. So her philosophy beautifully aligns with the work that I do with getting unstuck and living deliberately. In fact, I noticed the word stuck appear at least half a dozen times in her book. Now, if you've been a long-time listener to this podcast, you'll know I don't do interviews on this podcast. It's not that kind of podcast. And yet, there was something that was calling me to try to get Dr. Eager on as a guest on this podcast. She recently came out with a second book, The Gift, which is on my reading table to read next. Now, she's kind of on this virtual book tour. And at the age of 93, she's quite busy. She really is a powerhouse of a woman. And I think her presence on this podcast would be simply amazing. So I went to her website to see how I may be able to reach out to her. And there's a form. Actually, there's two forms. One that supposedly goes to her and another that goes to her press media person. So I wrote letters to both, and I didn't hear back from either. And I got slightly stuck, because I really have this vision of bringing her on to this show. So I decided to write again, and I didn't hear back from her, but I did hear back from the media press person saying some generic response like, thank you for your interest, maybe next time. And I saw that response and I was like, next time? What does that mean? She's 93 years old. There may not be a next time. So like, what do you do with an email like that, right? And I thought of all of you. I thought of the listeners to my podcast, and I thought of the people in the Facebook group and those on Instagram, and I was like, be courageous, Shira. Just be courageous. So I wrote an email back stating I wasn't sure if there would be a next time and what can I do to make this happen? Well, I have not heard back yet from that person, nor have I heard back from Dr. Eager, who I've now written to five times, I believe. (laughs) And that's okay. Because being self-expressed doesn't mean getting what you want. It simply means being unstuck from the fear of what others may think about you. Being self-expressed doesn't mean people will listen or apologize or even care two beans about what I say. Being self-expressed is not about the other person. It's about you. It's about you being courageous. It's about you being the person you want to be and not caring what others think about you. So I didn't make any headway with that, but at least I'm not stuck on not trying. And I put the intention out there to the world, and if it's meant to happen, it will. If it's not meant to happen, it won't. And I will trust the process as I always aim to do. 
And yes, I will keep trying. So my dear friends, where in your life may you want to practice being courageous with being self-expressed this month? Where may you have been bottling things up inside of you for the sake of keeping the peace or fear of what others may say or think about you? And where may you want to practice being a different kind of person? A person who is self-expressed. Now, just remember, if you do so, you first have to get unstuck because you don't want to go into a conversation feeling stuck. That is never going to work towards your advantage. And you need to go in clear. And if you aren't familiar with how to do either of those or both of them, please contact me to set up a coaching session with me so we can go through those tools. I just want to be sure you are mentally prepared before you go into a conversation because as you know, once you put words out there into the world, it is very, very difficult to get them back. You have to be so careful with your words and how you act, my friends. You have to be very deliberate and sometimes it's just not so easy. Okay, my dear friends, I have more things to share with you, but I am going to keep it like this for this week. Next week, we will be starting a new word for the month, and I warmly invite you to join me live on the first Tuesday of next month to learn more about it. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you will receive the information about that. And if you're not on the newsletter, head over to shiragura.com where you can grab your free guide and then you'll automatically be subscribed to the newsletter. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck and living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start applying this work to your life, head over to my website so that you can schedule a time for us to meet. In that conversation, I'll listen to what's going on in your life and we can discuss what working together would look like. So head over to shiragura.com. I look forward to meeting you.